Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues today. We're in Duluth, Minnesota, and we're going to meet a band called Indecent Proposal. Josh and Terry will be with us shortly after we talk about this little town in Kansas. In the little town of Tecumseh, Kansas, you're going to find a place called Monkey House Guitars. Monkey House Guitars is a small, made-to-order boutique shop. If you think it, they can build it. Some of the most beautiful handmade guitars you'll ever see, meticulously designed and crafted for your specifications. Nothing by machine. Hand-laid frets, everything routed and sanded in the shop at Monkey House Guitars. The Multiverse Guitar is singularly one of the most innovative and interesting guitars I think I've ever seen, and I got to see it made by watching videos they have on Facebook. And then and they're all at the hands of the luthier Mike Thompson, an amazing artisan who still to date refuses to accept the fact that he's a luthier. On a side note, we all know cancer sucks. Well, Mike Thompson of Monkey House recently has felt the touch of what that disease can do to anyone. Mike Thompson of Monkey House recently has felt the touch of what that disease can do. Anyone who's had a friend or loved one go through the rigors and sorrows of cancer then you can relate. When thinking about charities, then, if you're doing benefits, whatever, Mike Thompson, Monkey House Guitars, and the Music of America podcast, please ask you to consider a benefit for the American Cancer Society. And check out Monkey House Guitars, monkeyhouseguitars.com, all one word, Monkey House, one word, guitars, Tecumseh, Kansas. If you can think it, they can build it. So our guest in decent proposal, Terry, why don't you... uh, you and you introduce us to Josh and whoever else is in the band. It's just the two of you today, but yeah. there are other band members. We'll get their names in here too. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so uh, we're just a, a original. Uh, we consider ourselves a modern Americana uh, act uh, out of Duluth, Minnesota. We've been at it for about a year and a half now, I would say. Um, and uh, we consist of myself on bass guitar uh, I also uh, do a lot of the managing, booking shows, and and just overall, you know, production of any of the brand that the band uh, has going. Uh, then Josh, uh, he is our front man essentially. Mm-hmm. So he he provides rhythm guitar. He also does, um, a lot of the writing of our material. Um, he also does a lot of the mixing and uh, sound production. Uh, which also involves our live sound. Uh, so he really does quite a bit um, for the band. So, you know, he and I uh, really take on a lot of the responsibilities of the band, but beyond us, uh, we consist of Jevin Jokey on drums. Um, he's not with us here today, uh, but he's basically the best drummer in all of them. And, uh, that's all I'm going to give him uh, for this podcast. I will not say the country or the world because uh, he's got an ego on him, you know. So I don't want <laughs> to stroke that too much. That's right. You know, um, got to give him something to work yeah, for. He's gonna skip through this too. Watch, he won't. He won't even hear that. He, he won't, he'll listen for like five minutes. Five minutes after he starts listening, we'll get a message. He'll be like. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I love that! I love the podcast. Uh, you didn't hear when we were talking shit about you, huh? <laughs> how, uh, Josh, how'd you guys meet? Uh, Terry was uh, coming to 
I, I think he just went, he like went to bars that my old band member and I were playing at. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a, a duo, an acoustic duo yep. that Jevin was actually our drummer for, uh, for a little while. Um, towards the end of, I mean, he was our drummer for like the, the last four or five months of that band. And Terry was a fan of that band. I mean, a fan. We had like nine fans. <laughs> Terry was the leader of the fans. And uh, when that band broke up, uh, I'll let him tell that part of the story, I guess, because I don't even really know what happened. I, I That guy and I stopped playing music together because he's kind of a bitch. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. We have the same. Oh, oh man! I, see, I don't have to. I don't have to say his name. I just realized this. We have this person that, first name, mm-hmm. but his last name is White. Right. So, I'm not gonna say his name, but like you have all the information. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you you have all the variables in the equation. Yeah. <laughs> Your Honor, I did not provide them the answer. Simply the education. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then that band broke up, and then. Uh, and then uh, um, I had actually reached out to them because I had played bass long time ago, back in high school. Yeah. Um, here I am, you know, 30 years old and uh, hadn't played the bass in over 15 years. Uh, wow. And I just really enjoyed uh, their music and I wanted to get back into it. You know, you can call it an early midlife crisis, whatever you will. Uh, but I reached out to them and I said, hey, would you guys want to, you know, uh, jam together or you know have a bassist or and whatnot and they actually came over to my place and jammed with me one time uh prior to them breaking up oh yeah i always forget about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the reason josh doesn't remember is because uh josh was uh quite uh inebriated rightfully so uh it was not something he was uh it was not something he was looking forward to doing because he uh, had a lot of conflict with uh, um, his other half of his duo. Yeah. Uh, In my head, it's like, you know, it's like the last, you know, you see stories really the last couple of days of the original Van Halen lineup and those last couple of shows. They're same with Oasis. You know, it's like you're all looking at each other. They're like, we got these last couple of shows. like, why the f- auditioning a bassist dude yeah. <laughs> like, like, right. what, are, what are we doing here like we don't get along we're not we we are not re-signing with our booking agent at the time i was like this is old news dude i don't know why we're in this basement right <laughs> anything that any of us care to remember it wasn't glorious in in any way but uh um from that uh that uh um what did you refer to him as the bitch uh yeah. he he asked me to join um his band and he was going to do a 90s cover band and that band consisted of their drummer jevin um and so i said sure you know like i said early midlife crisis i was just looking to play music and play some yeah. bass i wasn't looking to become the next metallica or anything um and so i said hell yeah we learned about 30 some 90 cover songs down dialed down to a t uh and then he just randomly quit uh one day uh for yeah he he just he just walked away um he thought that it was because i wanted to bash his skull in his words not mine um he thought you said it yeah he thought that i said those words to him uh and 
anybody who knows me knows that I am not a violent person. I am not a fighter. I'm totally not a basher. <laughs> I, I chill guy. Uh, and uh, anybody who knows me, whenever I tell that story, they're like, <laughs> they just laugh because it's just one of those things that's just way out of character for me. And, um, you know, I can verify uh, that I did not ever say that, um, mainly because I never have wished him any ill will and i still don't to this day um but um that basically uh ended things with that 90s cover band so yeah. where did i turn to after that i turned to down here and uh he said hell yeah i'll i'll form a band with you but i don't uh, want to be a cover band i want to write originals and I, said, <laughs> I, I was like you know this 30 songs you just learned for months <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I don't do any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know any of those songs, so fuck all that. Right. And, yeah. yeah, Jevin, I've never, none of us have ever had an issue with Jevin. We have, like, we all have our, you know, band squabbles and shit like that, but he, yeah. he, like, all of us is just kind of about the music and just wants to play music, and uh, the other guy that we were playing with was not, uh, I don't know what he's in it for, but it's not the music, so... Yeah, that leads to irreparable rifts. You know, there's if the music isn't at least there as the final bridge that no, everybody agrees not to tear down. Then it's yeah, like, okay, if, well. if you're not into it, yeah. music, then what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> yeah, right. It's exactly. a band. It starts with it being about music. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be the common ground. And so if that's not the common ground, it right. is any anywhere and you live together we didn't live in the same house at the time oh wow I mean, um the yeah the other guy that i was in the band with and so that was like that was like the worst yeah but that thing <laughs> for an interesting thanksgiving <laughs> oh yeah it's terrible and i always just hung out like on the couch in the living room <laughs> yeah. by the front door <laughs> so you'd have to always have to walk past me you know and i worked at the studio or i still do but i worked at, i was just starting to work at a studio at the time and so, like, that's how I was paying my bill. He was all pissed about that, too, because I'm just, like, sitting on the couch making beats for rap, local rappers. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, going and, like, doing website maintenance or whatever. You know, yeah. sitting there like, what up? How was your day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he's like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, right? Yeah, so, so then, I mean, from there, uh, actually – um, we had that discussion, uh, you know, about not being a cover band and being an original band. And uh, we set up a time for him to come over to our basement and jam again, just obviously with a complete different uh, frame of goals in mind. And really, we just wanted to get a feel for our chemistry together. And, yeah. and uh, um, we actually wrote late in the morning that that day. Uh, and it was it was one of those moments where you just have a, a, a this energy with another person when you're writing something where I specifically remember he and I uh, coming up with the lyrics and uh, we were just going line for line. I would write one line. He would come up with the next. I would come up with the next and he would compliment that one with Whoa. the next. And it was just this awesome energy. And uh, the song is all derived from just this riff I was just jamming on. Uh, yeah. as he was setting up his equipment and uh he just told me to keep playing it and he recorded it and then we just started building late in the morning and pretty much what you hear today is for the most part what was written that day well so since you uh, we knew we were um <clears throat> go ahead 
since mm-hmm. you brought it up, you know, I don't have any particular order on how we have to do these songs. So it just kind of makes sense that we insert that now. So yeah. talk a little bit. You want to talk about uh, any more about late in the morning? It just sounds really cool how that happened. Like you wrote a line, he writes yeah. a line out from a riff and uh, let's, let's hear the finished product. I think, would that be cool? Guys? Okay. Yeah. Right. For right. sure. The band and decent proposal, the song late in the morning here on the music of America podcast. decent proposal our guest that song late in the morning here on the music of america podcast we'll get back with josh and terry in a moment you know we've all done this right you you, you find that perfect tone you're looking for and then the club owner comes over and says you're a little too loud and you have to change that which has been working all afternoon evening whatever to achieve 
that tone, you know, when you're always in the sweet spot, right? Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core a vintage Plexi circuit. It has a rhythm crunch channel, uh, boosted lead channel, digital reverb, two-buffered effects loop, depth control, an awesome voice switch, has considerably more gain than a Plexi does, at volumes, though, that range from a whisper all the way to concert volume. And it's actually designed to be played at those lower volumes without losing that tonal quality. The two channels each have their own gain and master volume control, but they share the EQ. got to check them out. Well, Bill Landry's got his own YouTube channel, and you can go there and see the whole array of amps that he has out there. Get a real sense of the tone while he'll play through all of his amps for you. Landry Amps on YouTube. Or check them out at www.landryamps.com. Josh, you play rhythm. Do you play electric, acoustic, or both, or what? Uh, I prefer to. I prefer to not play guitar now, unless I'm playing. Uh, so there's a couple of our songs that I like to uh, play the rhythm on for sure. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, um, I like to just play a. a Typically a PRS. Really? Okay. Uh, like, yeah. I just found a, uh, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. I just picked one up. There was a doctor. I was living in Vermont and there was a doctor who was moving to London and he wanted to get rid of some gear. And he bought this PRS. It was a uh, Indonesian model. So it was really, it was inexpensive. And he was already in Vermont. Yeah, it was, well, he was finishing up his, his, schooling or whatever and i suppose gonna... but they're made in vermont you might as well go get yourself one that's if I, you're already yeah. in vermont well this one was this one was made in indonesia so yeah, yeah he, he bought it in guitars. yeah and yeah. uh he just wanted to get rid of it so i picked it up for like 200 bucks i'm like we went up uh just a couple nights ago to a guitar center in st louis and messed around with a buddy of mine set it up for me and we messed around with it for a while i'm like oh, this is pretty sweet for a couple hundred bucks you know like it oh yeah they're great guitars yeah. i mean yeah yeah i have nothing negative to say about them right <laughs> good okay so when did you start playing josh did you start playing in high school as well terry said he started playing bass or bass at 15 terry was that it yeah i don't know if it was exactly 15 i just know yeah around, right. uh, like seventh or eighth grade or something like that so uh i've been playing I've been playing for like 10 years at that, at that point. I started playing guitar when I was like six and a half. Wow. Uh, but like when I say playing guitar, I mean like you go to the, some lady's house and there's like fucking, you know, eight of you in a room uh-huh. and you're all like learning your bit. At first it was piano, but the piano kids were all weird and did Yu-Gi-Oh! And I like wasn't into any of that. Uh-huh. And then I was like so bored in there, but the guitar kids were like, I don't know. They like got to come in with like a ba- like a bag, like like they had gear and like stuff, and like uh-huh. it seemed either have stuff than to just like show up with this Holland Leonard book, uh-huh. you know. And like and so I went in. I told my mom I wanted to switch, and so I switched to the guitar room. And uh, that was when I was about yeah. I think it's that was right cool. before we moved. We, yeah. I think it's kind of cool that you guys met playing because so many guys that i meet that are about your age or whatever they met in college or they went to high school together that like i had one guy uh, these two guys that grew up together and neither of them knew the other one played until they 
ran into each other at a show one night. This guy's playing drums. He was playing guitar on the other, and they got together and started their own band. I thought that's kind of neat. And I think it's it's cool huh. when it happens organically like that instead of kind of getting thrown into it because you're like in a fraternity together or we're stuck in the dorm together or whatever. You know, it's neat. You guys kind of oh, sought yeah. each other. Um, one of the songwriters I talked and, to. Him, yeah, and honestly, Tom, uh, I I've I haven't even gotten to uh, our two other guitarists uh, that are in the band. You know, you talk about how this whole thing is formed organically. Yeah, uh, indecent proposal is nothing um, more than just the craziest of elements just falling into place perfectly. It's just it's been a crazy, crazy ride so far, and I mean that in the sense of just how perfectly everything just seems to fall into place, and, and one big things uh one of our members uh peter dotson he's also not with us today um he is uh, one of our lead guitarists and uh he he's taken more of a back uh, um behind the scenes role uh in the band where he doesn't do too many shows with us but he will still play probably like two shows a month with us uh and he just delivers such uh an eric clapton-esque style guitar yeah. Uh, two of us. A lot of people call him slow hands because it, the his finger work moves across the fretboard. It, it's just one of those guitarists where it's like, damn, you make it look so easy. Like any of us could do this, uh-huh. you know. Um, and so, what's so crazy about him though is he's such a great talent. But the way that he came into the band was, uh, I'm a rideshare driver. I've been, uh, I do it just as supplemental income uh but i've been doing that for about five years and we were looking for us we had put out facebook posts and, and things like that but one day i was just accepting rides and peter gets into my truck and he's he's going up to firestone to get his tires changed on his vehicle and we get to talking and um he just moved up here from Minneapolis and, and uh, somehow we had stumbled onto the topic of music and he's like, yeah, I used to be in a band down in the cities, but then George Floyd happened and everything. And I, yeah. I just wanted to, we wanted to get out of there, you know? So we just moved up here and uh, um, he's just, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting to know Duluth and, and all that good stuff. And uh, I was like, well, shit, uh, I'm part of a local group looking for a league guitarist. Do you want to, you know, check us out. And that's so bizarre like, yeah, how play. that happened. Right. And so we play, I played him late in the morning in the <laughs> truck. Uh, and by the time I dropped him off at Firestone, uh, he was eager to come and play with us. And, uh, you know, he, he with us ever since. And then, uh, our other lead guitarist, Jason Soderland, um, he's also not here today, but, uh, he, um was part of another band in the area just a cover band and he had been with bands all over the west coast he's originally from the twin cities uh minneapolis area mm-hmm. but uh he had been out in the los angeles area for i believe the better half of a decade um if not more and uh he um you know had said the music scene out there is just dead it's just terrible um wow. and so he would he was looking for something different and uh, he was really just not really enjoying this other band he was in, you know, no fault of theirs. It's just, he really didn't want to be in a country cover band, you know, oh, uh, just uh, really, 
really wasn't uh, fun for him. So he had responded to one of those Facebook ads that I had um, put out prior to meeting Peter. And uh, he had responded to it. And so we encouraged him to come try out. And uh, um, we had no doubts in his guitar playing abilities. You know, he had years and years of experience, probably more than any of us did with when it come, came to playing guitar. So it was just like, hey, we're fine with your experience, but like, let's just see how the chemistry works. And man, that guy is just a road warrior. Like uh, he comes to every one of our shows. He'll play with us. Uh, he contributes in any way that he, he can. Um, I mean, he just, he's there wherever he can help. Uh, so uh, it goes back to what I was saying is Indecent Proposal has just been a series of these events where just like the perfect people have just fallen into place. Yeah, and we just, all just love. That's pretty cool how that all just happens. What happens when, I mean, do you ever have when the whole band is all there together? That happens twice a month, I would say uh at best okay uh it all depends you know peter he's got a wife and and multiple kids and so that really just jurisdicts you know whether he can be out a certain night or not uh fridays tend to work best for him but uh jason he just he's he's there every step of the way so usually whenever peter can get out of the house those are the nights you can enjoy us as a five-piece band so what do, what do you do, Josh, if you've got two other guitar players there? Do you still play on your third guitar, or do you set it down? I I play it still. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I don't. I guess I don't really know. I, I'd have to like walk through it mentally. Now I guess I've never really thought about it. Uh-huh. I, I do. Yeah, I I have my guitar most of the time. I have it, whether or not I'm playing, I'm contributing to the to the sound. And any might be like Elvis Presley. You know. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I'm not doing lot with it I'm really off i'm not like killing it how many but, uh, how many songs in your in any given set list then like how many band how many songs does in, does the band a decent proposal have right now original songs or how many songs do we play at a show i guess original or do you i didn't i, I was getting a vibe that you guys didn't want to do covers so you're just doing originals we don't we don't want to but i mean you but you got to pay the bills, right? Yeah, as we as mm-hmm. as we every time we add an original, we take away a cover, you know. So like eventually, yeah. I suppose we don't have to play covers anymore. But we don't have three hours of. Nor would I ever play for three hours. That's crazy. <laughs> like if it was if we were playing original stuff, like there's no you can't do that that many nights a week. That's crazy. Yeah, our business model is we we really just continue to reinvest everything and, and we really run this like a business. So there's two sides of it. There's a side of it where I'm constantly booking. We have like um, 30 songs, though, probably to answer your question, probably like 30 or 40. Um, what kind of covers do you do? Yeah. Uh, anything that, you know, your your most common Midwestern uh, <laughs> bar crowd can get into, because really... You know, like what I was saying is, is there's two sides of Indecent Proposal. There's a side that we really focus on the business, which is just making sure there's a constant money flow yeah. uh, coming in the door uh, to pay a Julie to go get drunk on the weekends or anything. It, it Every dollar goes right back into the band. So it's, you know, um, like we mainly focus on uh, coming out with a new single every three to four months uh, oh, wow. with a music video um and so um with that being said uh that's where that two sides of the business come in one side of the business has to be focused on producing that next song and that release uh so 
have to be working on, hey, uh, what do we have to do in the next song? Once we have a track, how are we doing on the mix? You know, um, all right. I need to take my head in a cab back to my house. Speaking of that. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, uh, you know, all right, what are we thinking for music video? And at the same time, you're outlining all of that. But then you also have to be worried about paying for all of it on the other side. So it's like, all right, what bar is going to pay us the most money? Wait, I'm finding out for the first time now that we're paying for this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, these production houses are just doing it for free because they love you so. (laughs) I thought we were just like popping, dude. Yeah, right. So, I, I mean, I know that may seem a little bit redundant, but it, it's really not here in where we're from in, in Minnesota. Uh, we really don't see a lot of bands investing in their own original brand. They just either A, they're going to do cover songs and they're just going to just play to all the bars and they're never going to grow uh, past a certain point. Um, they're just going to keep collecting their pay. And on the other side of it, you have a whole bunch of original artists and they just keep trying to release uh, albums, uh, you know, and EPs to streaming platforms with no marketing, no promotion, no brand building or, or anything of that nature. They just expect, I don't know, for them to strike gold. And I would say there are zero, zero bands yeah, in town doing at least reinvestment. It's just not happening. There's, yeah. there's one now that, that is because referred to, the same some of the same people that we work with by us but uh and then but for instance there's a there's a band and i love this band uh so be careful how i say this i guess but they're coming in to record this year at my studio and they uh they're scraping together now the the money for that right which is i'm not not charging them a lot you know it's a huge, huge disc a couple hundred dollars you know good, for good. reference here and they're trying to scrape this money together and i know historically how many shows they've played and are playing you know and i'm like what the fuck are you guys doing with this money right you know <laughs> like like what do you mean like oh yeah let me talk to the guys so i can get everybody to ch- one their- gig like what do you mean pitching their part yeah, I, I know what bar y'all played at last weekend and like how much you get paid. Like right. you could do this eight times in a row. If, if you, where, where did that money go? And it's people want to get paid and I get it. Like people want to get paid. And like, I feel like you really feel way more like of a successful musician at the end of the night. Yeah. But then like, that's all at the end of the night. You yeah. Know? And then in, in the morning, yeah, in the morning, you're no longer a successful musician. <laughs> you have less potential. So yeah take your take your pick man yeah yeah and i mean i i I, the thing is is like i we aren't trying to like make it big or get signed uh quote unquote you know i think that that part of the music industry is dead uh i really think it's all about you know self independent artists you know just building their brands and, and promoting it i mean who knows maybe someday we're gonna have a million followers or whatever and and we can quit our day jobs i want to just know? play music for people yeah. i hate working for other people and i hate listening to what people's stupid ideas are for what we're going to do today <laughs> or like I, and i just don't care about most <laughs> things people that you need to care about in order to function in society and like be a contributing member to society in like outside of the arts like i need to make art for a living it's the only thing I'm going, 
I could do other things, right? I'm smart, whatever, but I'm not going to do them and have happiness in my life. Yeah. And so then you're just going to get the dude who works for the system, whatever. I just work my little job and then I die and mm-hmm. I created nothing, you know, and like no fault to people who do that. Like if, if, as long as you're happy, you know, a lot of people yeah. are happy doing that. I'm not happy unless I'm creating something that you can hear with your ears. Well, that is right? so cool That's- because I was trying to figure out where are we going to go with this? And I'm going to bring this into the next song, Feeling Good. And that's perfect because that song is basically what you're saying that I'm just get out of my way. I'm just going to feel good. You know, if not, then I'm just out of here. Just get out of here. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 That- Josh can actually, uh, that's actually Josh's song completely. He yeah. wrote that song. Uh, the band merely adopted it to expand our set list. It's technically <laughs> a cover song of, of my, my other works as a different registered artist. There's on Spotify also the same song. Oh really? Uh, but it's a hip hop. Yeah, it's a hip hop song. It's very, uh, it's identical in structure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But different, different in terms of. Uh, well, how you it, present it. You present it. How it sounds. Yeah. yeah. I get a kick out of this in this podcast because people will send me songs and I look at them and I'm like, oh yeah, feeling good. That's that old Nina Simone song, you know. <laughs> and then I listen to it like, oh, that's not Nina Simone's version. That's not anybody's. That's an original song. And it happens all right, the time. Yeah. So I I, I, oh, I, yeah. I I go with my ears ready to hear their version of a song. And it's it's not. It's just the same title. And that's it. You know, but yeah, this, actually, yeah, was, this one's a little. It's a little similar. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I was doing yard work uh, and I was scrolling through some music on my, you know, through my library from here. And I came across that song and I. Like I want to listen to that again because it really grabbed me because it it really is uplifting and I thought of you know the happy songs and you know this could be a very uplifting song for people help help bring people up that's down you know and it's still gritty at the same time which is really cool we talked about you know like indecent proposal and the whole concept of indecency and there are some words in here that won't get you on mainstream radio. You know, but you can't take away. Oh, they'll get you on mainstream radio if you get big enough. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but then like you're baby. (laughs) Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that, for the record, is the only indecent proposal song that uh, is explicit in that in that way, and And only because it was fire. It was written two and a half years or in existed you know it's a yeah it's an old song by by like and that's why like by the time now of course we play it all the time but it's the first of our song is that in my head i was like all right i'm over it because like at that point once the band had been playing it for a year yeah. i'd been playing it or performing it for three years wow you know okay yeah. Three, you yeah. know? it's like i'm i'm done with like the and then you know we see the music video and then you hear it fifty nine million times a day. Well, it's it just You're sounds like, okay. It sounds so tight and it sounds so polished. And if you've listened to this podcast, there are some songs that will get played that aren't that tight. You know what I mean? Like they sound good, mm-hmm. but this sounds so professional and everybody is like right on top of their game at each part. And you, it, it, it's again. I was I was wrapped up end the song so much that i had to listen to it a couple more times it was really cool but that's me so we'll we'll give it a listen the band indecent proposal from duluth minnesota the song feeling good 
the band is indecent proposal the song is feeling good i'm your host tom pollard here on the music of america podcast it's really this simple right you buy kitty's litter box open the box place litter in the box introduce the box to your cat and the cat has done their business for about a month or so you close the box and you throw it away just close the box grab the handle of this biodegradable box and throw it away it's perfect for traveling with your favorite feline. It's affordable. It's convenient. It's the one thing I hated about cats. I always got the job of cleaning the litter box. Well, if Kitty's litter box were around 20 years ago or so, who knows? Maybe I'd still have cats today. Kitty's litter box, all lowercase, kittyslitterbox.com. Kitty's litter box. Order today. It's perfect. Our band and decent proposal. And the next song we're going to hear is called Behind Her Eyes. We've we've danced around the other ones and had organically worked our way into them, but we haven't said anything about Behind Her Eyes. So is that one, again, Josh, that you wrote, or is that one, Terry, you guys wrote together? That's one we wrote together. I think that was another um, really, you know, high-energy uh, writing session that we had in, over the course of a day. I, I don't remember the single day that we but... The the song the instrumentation was written in like an hour and a half. Wow! Uh, in my in in a portion of the lyrics, because uh, I was I was dating somebody at the time and they were going somewhere on a trip and uh, I didn't want to like have to interact with them while they were packing because I didn't want to be in the relationship anymore and. Mm-hmm. She tended to leave me alone as long as I was like, which I will thank her for. Like, she would always let me do my music thing, you know, and like, yeah. no matter what's going on, she wouldn't bug me. And so she wanted to like talk about everything or whatever. And I just didn't. So I just picked up her guitar and like, I was like, oh, I'll be writing a song. And uh, <laughs> the whole time she was packing. And then when she was done packing, I stopped writing. But at that point, I had, uh, yeah, the main, the, the first, the, the first, four chords four chords and then i think i had the idea for the the melody just kind of rides those those same four chords and then i yeah. think that, i think it was at that point i probably sent it to terry because like, all this stuff is on voice memos oh and so i actually have a voice memo of uh me going uh like from like year like years ago, you know now, uh-huh. and that because I, I I heard that and I knew that, and then I don't know if I sent him that. He probably ha- yeah probably yeah. sent him that. I probably have it on my phone right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's how a lot of our songs start. Um, you know, even the ones that you know we're not even gonna be talking about today. Like it's usually, um, I'm I'm married. I've got a two year old at home. I, I work a full time job, and and we really just don't have the luxury of getting together and having these writing sessions yeah. very often. And so a lot of the times it it starts as a voice memo that Josh sends me of you know a melody or or a hook of some sort, and I'll be like just entranced by it. Next time we get there, it's like. I'll add something to it, and you know, it just starts that way, and it's a back and forth, back and forth. And in my opinion, if anybody were to get a hold of my phone, and I'm, you could, have, I'm not even going to go into how similar my past goes. <laughs> but like, if you, I think it is, it is a freaking like, man, it is like a gold mine. Probably you can make a, you can make millions with all the shit on those voice memos, dude. <laughs> like the stuff we never release, probably because it just gets buried. Yeah, <laughs> it's just That's like funny. sometimes I'll scroll through, you know. And I'm like, wow, 
is a this is a good song and then you're like well all right we're recording this one yeah. and then you're like and they're like action or something you're like all right and then you're back to reality you know but yeah we even have strong. songs that we've written together that we that have been buried we have like, just tragedy we have songs so. that are very very much so uh recorded too tracked tracked for a lot of, but you know, we tracked it using different gear and uh, uh so the stuff we'd redo but like there's there's probably like an album's worth of material recorded and done yeah so i mean that's how behind her eyes uh was written was that was one of those back and forths uh but yeah it it did originate um by josh writing you know the main melody yeah uh a little fender a little fender uh a, a fender squire a strat through a, a little a cheap little fishman with a really cool reverb and and for me yeah and for me when he sent it to me uh into the day i just really felt an overwhelming sense of a beautiful tragedy those are the two words that jumped out yeah. to me when i heard that melody um and so i i just kept thinking you know what's so beautiful and tragic and i just kept thinking of uh audrey hepburn at breakfast at tiffany's uh-huh. um you know how how she's just like this beautiful girl but she's also so tragic because i don't she's just trying to figure i don't know to me when i watch breakfast at tiffany's she's trying to figure things out and she's in the world um and the world honestly just is not fair to a, a beautiful woman it is in a lot of ways but it can also be very uh, can take advantage of them and mislead them in a lot of ways. To me, when I watch Breakfast at, at Tiffany's, it'll be... Oh, you watched it? No, I was, I was going to say it'll be the first time I've had <laughs> 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 So then the song is from her perspective behind her eyes, or is it about her and what's going on behind her eyes? It is about just uh, whatever, it, you know, it's a song that I wrote or I mean, you know, every wrote wrote ever about different feelings about stuff, and you know, it's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not big into into into. You know, he, he doesn't. Away, give yeah, away, like what it's about. It could be about a million things. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I wrote the song. It's open it. to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, As you know, is all art, it, right? That's the way all art's supposed right. to be, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, if you were to ask, you know, I don't know if you. Uh, seen the music video yourself but you know the music video is a beautiful girl going wandering into this auditorium and uh indecent proposal just starts playing um and uh she finds that we're kind of singing about her because what you find out is that she's in a dream uh eventually as the viewer um and if you listen to the lyrics of the song it it basically talks about how somebody is stuck just in their own head the main hook of is uh, she lost her peace of mind somewhere between her brain and what's behind her eyes. You know, wow. she's just in her own head. Yeah. And so Indecent Proposal is singing to her uh, and she's kind of realizing and having that self-reflection and out of a panic, she she runs out of the room. Uh, but she can't escape because as she runs out of the room, the camera pans back and she's right there stuck in the center row still watching indecent proposal uh, i used to feel bad about writing just because they're and now i'm like i don't feel bad because i wrote that just because it sounded cool right <clears throat> you know it's always like a, it makes it weird. so i mean that's what the music video yeah. means yeah. you can you can 
go crazy with what the song means but <laughs> we'll we'll listen to it and we'll come away with our own interpretation of what the song means the song is called behind her eyes our guest today from duluth minnesota indecent proposal here on the music of america podcast Goodbye as the train rolls 
recent proposal, our guest here on the Music of America podcast. And before we get on to the last section of the show, uh, there's a little bit more story about that song, Terry and Josh, Behind Her Eyes. And Terry, you were saying something about the auditorium itself and the video itself. The video's amazingly successful already, right? Did you say 30,000? Yeah, it's, it's got it's got quite a few views on YouTube. Uh, you know, I would encourage all of your listeners to go check out our official YouTube channel and, and watch that music video as well as our others, obviously. But behind our eyes, we are extremely proud of. We invested a lot into it. We um, had hired a local lighting company to professionally light the auditorium for us. Sound Central. Uh, Sound Central. Um, uh, very work with them. Uh, not only on this shoot, but a lot of future shoots that we're working on. Um, and so that was really good. But not only that, the, the space meant a lot to us. So that auditorium uh, is actually the high school auditorium for where I graduated uh, high school. Um, and not only myself, but uh, a lot of my siblings uh, have graduated from there. Uh, Josh, uh, he has family that has gone there. He's attended dental school as well he he didn't graduate uh i did graduate school. high school but he did not graduate. <laughs> yeah we're gonna, we're gonna extend that sentence right um but uh run on sentence that auditorium has so much history uh even beyond that you know uh it used to be basically the arena for duluth minnesota so uh you know you've got a lot of uh greats that have played that stage that include you know nat king cole uh johnny cash uh you know, Tricky Dick, Richard Nixon has spoken at auditorium. Um, and so it, it was really cool to just, you know, imprint our indecent proposal brand into that auditorium history books. That's really awesome. And it kind of segues into this last section of the show, which is the shameless self-promotion section. So you can, uh, you can find out about that on your YouTube channel. But where else can we, as as an audience member, where can we... Find your stuff, your merch, your music, your videos, et cetera, et cetera. Where's the best place or places to go? What shows are coming up? What's 2024 holding for you? Let's hear all that. Yeah. We yep. like to leave it open to interpretation, man. <laughs> 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 2024 may or us. may not happen. Everybody can, everybody can find us in whatever way they want. Yeah. No, honestly, uh, the the best place, you know, if you really want to just have consistent indecent proposal content, you know, follow our channels on any streaming platforms. We are on all of them, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, all that, wherever you listen to your music, follow us on, uh, but follow us, follow our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel will not only have our, our music as it comes out, but it also has our, our performances of just our shows. Um, has behind the scenes has behind the scenes. You can see me be very tired and grumpy, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> We, we update it religiously and, and we do focus on a variety of, uh, of content. Um, you know, so our official music videos will have this content, but then you'll also see some, you know, just iPhone footage from like a local show that we were doing. Yeah, if that interests yeah. you at all, you know, so you get to see all of it. Um, but I encourage everybody to follow us on any social media platform they use. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on TikTok. Um, you know, so wh whatever you use. We're on TikTok, but we support the band. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll happily have a van, but <laughs> we aren't using it as long as it's around. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so uh, um, mer- merch or CDs, songs, things like that, merch- you're selling it? Yeah, so if you uh, go to our website, which is www.ndp218, and that's spelled I-N-D-Y, the letter P, and then 218, which is, by the way, the area code of Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, And you can find all of our content. You can find shows. You can find our merch. Um, We work through, I think the company is Leapfrog. uh, Big Frog. Big Frog. Uh, for all of our merch so they have a portal linked with our website where you can oh, view everything cool. and just order through them and then they uh-huh. just ship it right to you so um and then we we try to update all of our merch regularly as well we we have a graphics guy uh so and if you forget the website you can just type in on google and diesel band and for the first one yeah okay you can use your search engines to find us, but uh, that, that cut out. That cut out a little bit, Josh. That cut out a little, a little bit. So it's indecent proposal band is what you said, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. Indecent proposal band on Google search. Um, but then, uh, you know, coming up uh, as we go into twenty twenty four here, um, we, we are going to be working on our next release, uh, which is to be all or the cage uh both our songs that we already have in our rotation right now if you go to see any of our shows um so you can see us play them live uh however um if it's the cage we are going to be shooting that uh at a local um iron ore ship here in duluth minnesota oh cool so yeah the cargo whatever whatever they put shit stuff yeah, so we're going to be in the hole, uh, you know, where normally they would store taconite pellets. Um, it's a pitch black, massive room. Wow! And uh, we're going to we're going to be having Sound Central bring in all professional lighting in there, and and we're going to shoot what I hope to be somewhat of a somewhat of a scary music video, you know, because um, it is kind of a scary song. It, it's called the Cage. So yeah, that that sounds really appropriate. <laughs> right dark so, and scary in the cage <laughs> yeah so we are all clear for that um and that's scheduled for late april early may uh for the shoot um so since it's so far out uh that's why we might be doing albright in between there but uh you know we'll let you know on our all our social channels just be sure to follow us indecent proposal thanks gentlemen Indecent Proposal, the band, Duluth, Minnesota, where they're from. And up next, we're going to Minneapolis here on the Music of America podcast. We're going to meet the Tire Fires. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.